There is a space where you are all you need, where you are all you want. All there is is here. Welcome to the Source Connection, conversations about who we truly are, the possibilities of creation and the new earth we are birthing, with your host, Tara Long and Liz B. friends. Welcome to the Source Connection. Let's start with a little tuning in and dropping in, whatever that feels like for you. So just relaxing in your chair or bed or wherever you may be right now. And just taking some breaths. Feeling those breaths going to whatever areas of your body that need it most. We're just relaxing and letting any tightness that you may feel just melt away. Just feel it melting away, drifting away, flying away. And just feel yourself here in this moment, just as you are, without changing anything. Being that which you know you already are, which there is no question, There is no doubt. This part of you always has been and always will be. Feel the certainty of that and the strength of that. And just like that, without needing to do anything or be anything, you just are yourself, that infinite, timeless, eternal, Just take another deep breath. (sighs) Just let that permeate into every cell of your being as much as you allow in this moment. Mm. 
and come back and open the eyes and come back to us. Oh. Mm. <laughs> so I'm on a strict cleanse schedule and I'm in the middle of it and it was really beautiful to do this right now in this space where the physical body the emotional body the mental body, everything feels different and very extreme discomfort has been hiding through the process. It felt really good to just kind of drop all of it and just meet in this moment in this co-creative space. Mm. Mm. Yeah, cleanses the body are so powerful and just unravel all the other layers of everything. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I'm not even having physical discomfort. I'm not going with, like I don't, I'm not going through the physical purge necessarily, but the emotional, the psycho-emotional, the mental purge has been very, very difficult. Mm. Very intense, more than difficult, it's just intense. It's just surrendering into it and just being with parts of myself that are not very pleasant to be with, you know, beliefs in, in deep, deep rooted ways of, you know, being conditioned and, and all of that. And so it was good to drop that for a minute. It almost felt like dropping like a a tight jacket, like a oh. mm. Mm. Yeah. Anything that feels relevant to share with, with us about what your experience has been? I think that one of the most difficult things has been to revisit themes that I thought were or felt lighter and all of a sudden they, they are again and they feel even more they just feel even more like dance and just you know thicker because I believe I'm allowing myself to go to the deeper layers of that possibly and so there's some heightened frustration and that frustration kind of amplifies towards every aspect of my life that I don't feel like I am where I would like to be. Mm -hmm. So it's a mix of frustration and anger and resentment and, and just like, oh my God, again, here I am having this thought again. Really, do I really believe in this? Is this really who I think I am? Like just being really, think that, some things are just, you know, more roots being pulled out, like just weeds. But it's interesting to always find some of the same weeds. Like, oh, you're still here? <laughs> I pull it like deep enough, you're still kind of like rooted somewhere else and just, yeah. just grew a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, more than the physical frustration, like, and another interesting thing, 
that I've been experiencing. And I feel like yesterday started to like bring itself to balance, but I'm not a person who eats all the time and I don't eat a lot, right? But just because I was being restrained from eating, it was like I was put in a cage and I was like, oh, I want to eat. I want to eat right now. Pizza, and I'm thinking of things that I don't even normally eat. That you don't normally eat, yeah. I want to eat that pizza, and I want to, you know. So it was also my own sense of security being threatened. And and food is so tied to that carnal impulse of survival and and being fed and nurtured and being comfortable and all of these things. And every time I do any sort of cleanse or detox, that always comes up in some way or another and that that sense of like are you going to tell me i can't do that oh even though i'm the one telling myself you know what i mean I'm like yeah oh really yeah okay cool i'm gonna i'm gonna eat yeah things like crazy things i'll think about like i'm gonna have some cheese fries and you know, <laughs> 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 i wouldn't normally eat or whatever very rarely whatever it's just like yeah give me give me all the, all the things right now <laughs> literally isn't it funny and you you touched on like deep survival and it also, I've been curious about also maybe past life experiences that we've had where we had to go through, you know, really, I mean, long moments where we may not have something, we may not have had something to eat or starvation or other things that just, you're, you know, your whole being is just like, well, hell no. It's right. Why am I myself like this? Doesn't even make any sense, right? So I was, I was also considering not only the survival of this now experience, but also other imprints that we've carried, or even generational. Sure. Where I remember somebody talking that it takes a few generations to clear out. If you know, in past generations, we've been exposed to that level of hunger or scarcity survival and I mean it can be anything we want but just as a general thing right that it would take a few generations to clear that out Mm. so yeah it's it's been interesting in that way Mm. yeah for sure that's a collective sort of why am I starving myself when (laughs) I have to kind of thing yeah no sore right where you because of that all of a sudden you're threatened your whole existence is threatened even if you're hungry because i'm supplementing i'm not doing it's not a cleanse where i'm not taking anything i'm taking amino acids and i'm taking their support through it i'm drinking um i'm drinking you know dkt and stuff but it also made me think of my other defense mechanisms of wanting to be free and just you know some sort of thing that just constricts that impulse to just no no yeah i'm not gonna allow myself to be imprisoned right yes yes girl we are the wild horses we must run Me and you, yeah, we gotta <laughs> definitely. When we look at I feel like, that like need to run free in a pasture, you know, like mm. metaphorically and maybe even literally. Yeah. 
in all ways. So I feel you. I feel that. And we've been, we've been domesticated. Oh yeah. My whole existence has been domesticated. Now at a layer for us women of a certain level of domestication and men experience it also in a different way with emotions and different things. So we've all been subject to this domestication yeah. at different levels. Oh yeah. And uh, we've kind of been having this conversation over the last week a little bit, but it really brings up for me this, um, this trying or striving in some way in my, you know, younger years, especially to fit in, in certain ways, like to fit and it never feeling right. It just never feeling like the right thing. And, and something that comes up that has come up for me a lot is with money, right. Is with that whole construct of like, Oh, okay. All right. So the rules are X, Y, Z. And the more money you have, the more of value you are to the world, the more successful, the more status, blah, 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 all those things which never felt right or good. And even though I did, you know, in my twenties, especially, I was like, okay, I want to make this amount of money. And that means this, and, you know, being successful and that being the value somehow. And that's the value that is placed on you in this whole paradigm, right? Like it's, that's the number one only value you have is production and money and et cetera. Mm -hmm. And the more, the more, I guess, that my system purifies from that, sheds that, it, it isn't as though money is bad or, or anything like that, you know, and, and I certainly am open and accept all of that. Um, but it's just so different how that doesn't even cross my mind anymore that that would be the value of me. It's how much money I have or is in my bank account or how I get that or because the value then, and we talked about this, becomes you, you, me, an individual essence and, and, and all that you are, right? The physical body and the infinite space that you are, all of the things that you're bringing. And so how does that, I'm very curious and excited to see how this is going to look in our new paradigms that we're creating. And we already are creating it, right? Where you can, in fact, use money less and less. It just takes some conscious sort of focus and effort and okay, especially if you have local community, who can I trade with and barter with, with food and things like that and trading services and babysitting time for something else or, you know, so there is this possibility not to deny money or that or put a big stamp that says it's all bad, nothing like that, but just say it's one tool. It's just one of many. And we are so much more than that. We are so much more expanded than that. But we all, it's going to take a lot of us, right, to remember that where the real value is and to come together and say, okay, we can do this. Yeah. I, this makes me think of, you know, when people say, I'm going to charge what I'm worth. Mm. How can you do that? If your value cannot be equated to a system, mm -hmm. like a monetary idea of value, mm -hmm. and being able, that's a thick layer, <clears throat> um, being able to 
separate or distance yourself from that and not putting your worth because there's no money that there's no money value in money that could say, Oh, I'm worth. And it's even the language that we speak in our society, right? Such and such is worth $1 billion. Yes. Such and such is worth $1 trillion. Yeah. $1 trillion. Yeah. Not crazy. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and then we get used to that system. Yeah. yeah. It's conditioned. Yeah. What is real success? Mm, it's it, yeah. It's what everyone values. Right. I think that having money can make for an easier experience here. It can bring comfort and um and pleasure and fun and different things that are very um, welcomed and very crucial to how we experience this experience. Yeah. Um, but to take that and then start to put people in different categories of worth based on that, and it's, and it's, that's when it kind of turns that's when it gets confusing. Yeah. And it's because it, to me, growing up in a different culture, I spoke like that about, I've never heard people say such and such is worth this much money. It wasn't until I moved to the States. When I yeah. Like, oh, oh what, what does that even mean? I don't, you know, like, what does that mean that they have that much money in their bank account? That they have this much money. This, like, what does that even mean? And, um, and as we've talked about here before, so many people who we've met who have very little of the material world, but had such richness to their hearts and presence and all that and felt very successful in their living. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we as we've yeah we've seen it right. Money does not um, mean that one is fulfilled or happy or, like you said, it can afford certain comforts and things like that in certain situations. But I can think of the times I have been the happiest in my life, like genuinely, so like blissed out and on fire. And the times I am most on fire is actually when I'm not very comfortable. <laughs> Because I'm like, ooh, what is like the, you know, what we've talked about this before, but right when I moved to LA and I had like $400 in my bank account and I was just like living on a prayer, baby. And it was exhilarating. <laughs> it was so exhilarating. I was just like, because it just, things kept happening and like being taken care of, and, you know, it just like kept showing up and kept showing up and kept showing up. So while I, while yes, it can be the easiest way to, sometimes to have all of those comforts and all of those things, there are so many other possibilities. There's so many other ways to do it. And it's, we do it together. Yes. Yeah. That's another retraining too, because we've been taught that we need to figure out, you know, I was just having this conversation this morning. My mom told me don't depend on anybody. And, you know, part of me will always try to reclaim that as my safety is me depending only on myself yeah. because of 
her stories or whatever experiences that she had and decided to tell me that from a place of love, right? And like, no, don't depend on people. And so it's rewriting all that. How much can we depend on people? Yeah, like that healthy amount of depending on people in a healthy way, not in a way that's codependent, but that's interdependent in a way. Yeah. That fulfills both parties or all parties involved. um, Also the idea that people who have money don't do good things with it, you know? How much kind of intertwined with the religious aspect of you can't have money and go to heaven kind of type of right the meek will inherit the earth kind of thing yeah it's been going on even before we were aware of it but it's just in the fabric of our exchanges in society and all of that and to realize that there are actually a lot of people that have a lot of money and do good things and want to do you know yeah, it has nothing to do with that. It, it was just another way for religion to keep people yes. small and in fear, right? Is to say, oh, you don't know, you don't want any of that. That's so money has been used in both ways on both sides, right? To put people into fear and to um, limit and lack and just all of that. You know, there's always a sense of lack when it comes to money, no matter how much people have. Cause there's a fear of losing it too. You know, like, Oh God, I got to protect all my money, <laughs> but not always, you know, that's, that's just the, that's just the typical story that you hear, you know, with money and, and something I, I think also we talked about this week too, was, you know, I see a lot of people and um, my clients over the years too, who talk about like, there's this empowerment thing, right? like that kind of empowerment genre where it's like very tied to money. How much you make is how much you're worth as a coach or as a, whatever business you have, whatever you do, I'm 10 Xing this week and I'm did it all of that. And feeling like if that, if I don't do that, if that doesn't happen, then I must not feel worthy of that. I must not feel like I deserve that. And while there can absolutely be truth to that, if one isn't open to receiving in that way, but it's not just that I, there is more to it because I experienced that a lot, you know, again, when I was younger and the striving to, you know, make a certain amount of money. And it just, I like, that's what I was talking about at the beginning. I, it never fit. I never fit into that box or, you know, paradigm of that is the way it is. And so, cause then you're made to feel bad. Oh, you're not making that. Oh, you must, you must feel not good enough. Right. <laughs> You know, you know, and it's like, no, I actually know. I, I know it just isn't, it's not happening. Whatever that mind, you know, that mind thing is that you're trying to make. It's just so a much peace, more peaceful way for myself. And everybody has their own experience, of course, is to let all of that go <laughs> and just like remember the value of myself in every moment mm-hmm. and things from there have flowed so much more easily money in every other way in my life than ever before. Yeah. I think that we live in an age where it's really easy also to compare our value to what other people are doing and how they're presenting themselves and what they are achieving or what we think that they are achieving. Right. That's just the, what we see. It's like the, the glam magazine. Because most people are not really putting themselves out there in their 
utter vulnerable like moments where they're just in complete despair of whatever that is. And so it's easy to go like, oh, wait a minute. So how are they doing it? Do they ever feel bad about themselves? And then you start, I think, realizing the discrepancies of what you're being told in terms of like, well, like you said, we must not feel good about yourself. Well, does those people feel good about themselves 100% of the time? Like they wake up every morning and they're just like, ah! right. <laughs> yeah. give to the world. Yeah. And they're just like magnets for just all the beauty and all the luxury and all the yeah. comfort and all the joys and the traveling and the jacuzzis and the, you know, bomb-ass hotels. Like, it's like, all right, what did they drink? They yeah, drink. yeah like that so you know it can't be just that no no it's definitely a, a lot more to it so as you mentioned the piece of receiving yeah yeah receiving being able to receive whatever it is that you want or you know but even if that like I've, I've also had times in my life where I'm like, I am, I could not be more open to receive. I could not, at least the feel, that's the feeling, right? I could not feel that I don't, I, I feel confident. I feel good in everything I'm doing. And yet still there was, and it wasn't anything wrong or anything I was doing or not doing, you know, and I think we can really get, become so hard on ourselves because I'm doing or not doing something. It's just part of life. It happens. There's a reason for it that I co-created that. And by gosh, I certainly realized those reasons later on in the moment, not so much because it's so, you can get so narrow, right? And like, why am I, why is the money not flowing right now? Like, it doesn't make sense. I'm doing everything right, you know? And then later it's like, oh, okay. Because had I not had that not happen, then I wouldn't have been catalyzed to move over here and do this thing and yeah. just all the things. So we can't know, but, but I think for me, trusting that whatever is happening in the moment is actually like we've talked about for me, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be better or do better or unless there's something super obvious, like, okay, yes, I really want to shift or change that, you know, but but the thinking that there's something to shift or change without seeing anything or any other problem is the problem. <laughs> I can't think of it. <laughs> did, you, did you write down that equation? <laughs> write it down. Yeah, I'm writing it down. Problem is the problem. The problem is not the problem. <laughs> and there is no problem either. So figure that out. <laughs> Zero equals zero. What? Uh, you know no. that, the meme of that where there's like math equations. It's like a meme where there's like four pictures of the woman looking at the math equations. And <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? She's actually a Brazilian actress, and that was oh, really? when I first saw that. I was just like, that is so funny. Yeah. Oh, and then they different words yeah 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 of course there's so many memes like that that have different so many different words i don't know if you saw this recent video some former snl saturday night live comedian did you see that one um and the music is just coming to my head that we're talking about the the circus like no you're watching a circus and you know god forbid the distractions the whole video did you watch it 
Yes, we was posted in one of our groups. I watched it yesterday or the day before. Oh my god, that is, that was so good. It was. I was wondering who is this guy. I've seen him before. He was a comedian on SNL, like a, a long time ago. Once upon a time, yeah. I don't actually remember him. I didn't watch that much SNL, but yeah, he, it was a while ago. But I loved his just I, the way he performed. That like this side, this is going on in this. Oh, pay attention to this. Don't look over here. Cause the whole circus. Like, <laughs> oh, God, it was so good. It was so good. good. It was really good. It was really entertaining. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Now I want to watch it again. Cause that made me. <laughs> <laughs> Folks that if you, I, gosh, I don't know his name, but um, the gist of it is, you know, the circuit, what is it? Oh, Jim Brewer. <laughs> Jeremy just told me it's Jim Brewer. The name of the comedian. He posted a video about, yeah, just talking about all the distractions that are going on right now to keep you occupied so as not to see what's actually happening behind the scenes over here. <laughs> and that and, and bottom line is what is happening, right? Whatever we want it to be happening. So <laughs> whatever you whatever you want to be happening is happening. I guess. Yeah. And then just, it's like, um, I think Ryan talked about that too. Like the pendulum swinging, like you've got to the right and to the left and to this issue and the opposite of this issue. And well, you're, this, and you're just hypnotized. Oh yes. No, it's this. And no, then it's this. And then nobody's looking at who's holding the pendulum. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is the question. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because we're all having a different experience of whatever it is that is happening. Yeah. There lies the question. Um, is there one thing happening that we're extracting different meanings for one thing that happens? Or is it just, it's so multifaceted that there are multiple things happening at the same time and they all coexist and don't take so when somebody tells you well this is my reality okay well this is mine and it can be completely different and it's not one versus the other but one and that yep. word and, right and 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 yeah the multi-dimensionality of you know just even this one if you will planet that we're on right now mm-hmm. and the different realities that are playing out you know it is it is and one person's is totally valid and another person's is totally valid to them it's just choosing what what it is that you want and just maybe the invitation to it's like we just had this image of like going to watch a movie with other people but there's 3d glasses or some sort of glasses that you have to put on before but you put them on and you don't know that based on whatever glass you put it on you're going to watch a slightly different movie yeah trying to convince your neighbor that the movie they're watching is the same (laughs) when you're going but no that didn't have any no no yeah i I didn't die my baby and you're like no he died he totally died you're like no he didn't yes and then instead of enjoying the movie, we're fighting to be validated in whatever it is the experience that we're having mm-hmm. while discrediting somebody else's experience. So can we find this place where you can 
Trust your experience, not what somebody is telling you about your experience, and also trust someone else's experience. Without having to tell them that that's not allow them to have it. Yeah. Allow them to have the experience. Unless they're curious about, unless they're genuinely curious about your experience. That's right. That's, that's an opening, but if not, then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I do understand that sometimes the idea of someone else's experience can be such a threat to how we perceive the world or how safe we feel in certain moments. But again, you can continue to choose to be safe while opening the space for somebody else to have their experience of whatever that thing or whatever the thing is. I think that would make such a more soothing world we didn't feel like we had to defend ourselves against our brothers and sisters, but we could actually embrace it all. And that comes again back to not identifying with your perception or belief about something, right? Because if you do that, then of course you're going to feel threatened because it's your identity you're defending, not really your belief, but who you believe yourself to be. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've talked about this. Yeah, many times. yeah. We refer to our previous lessons. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we can't tell you what episode it is, but it's somewhere. <laughs> Speaking of, we are um, at time for today because we have a shorter one today. So we will leave you all with that, and yeah, feeling into once again, what do you choose right now for yourself? And how can you how can you choose to also be more embracing of someone else's experience? How could you soften a little bit? Yeah. How could we soften? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Much love. Did you know that the Source Connection has a Patreon page? In this Patreon page, we share tips, practices. We get a little bit more intimate with each other. Yes, so join us over on our Patreon page if you would like to connect in another way. We hope to see you there. Mm